Hello, rural Americans and the rest of the world. I'm Sean, coming to you from the Triple Crown Wrestling Desk, and welcome to another great Sunday. Hey everybody, this is Randy, coming to you from the Lake Cumberland Speedway Desk, just trying to make the world better. I'm Sean. I'm Randy. And this is Rural America. Hello, Randall. Well, hello, Sean. We got a good show today. Yeah, we do. We got our guest, Heather Carey, who's running for state representative for District 54, correct? That's correct. All right. Just making sure I got my uh, eyes dotted there. Um, Right. We also got Misty back on the show. Hello. She's so quiet. (laughs) So, thank you for coming on today. First things first. Oh, God. First things first. So, if you get elected, are you going to do anything about the weather? <laughs> I wish I could, but Indiana likes to make a lot of changes a lot of qu- very quickly. <laughs> I have something better. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? You're going to be happy about this. All righty. Okay. How hard are you going to fight for Randy to get internet where he lives? Right. <laughs> That's a good one. That is actually kind of an important one, to be completely honest. My poor friend, she has no internet whatsoever. I only yeah. get, uh, I only have the Verizon hotspot. That's the only internet okay. I get. Yeah. I think she has something like HughesNet, but it doesn't work at yeah, all. Yeah. HughesNet is junk. Do right. not. Right. Do not apply. Terrible. Anyway, Heather, so um, did you grow up in rural America? I did, actually. Um, I'm from Alexandria, grew up there, and then I moved to Greenfield. We had a short stint in Greenwood when my husband was transferred there, and then we worked to get transferred back, and we chose to live in Knightstown, Indiana. Oh, and we've been cool. there for about 10 years. 10 years. Mm-hmm. Old Knightstown, yeah. where they made the Hoosier film. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Actually, uh, funny thing is, is my um, my wife's uncle he had something to do with the Hoosier Gym for a while. And uh, anyhow, um, I don't know. His name is uh, Larry Bundy. Any Bundys? I don't know if I know that name or not. Ted okay. related to Ted? <laughs> no. <laughs> Charmaine was in the movie, wasn't she? Or. Ch- What's her name? Uh, Charmy. Yeah, Charmy. Charmy was in the movie. But, uh, yeah, but that was in Kennard. They filmed that in Kennard. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, so, yeah. how'd you like growing up in rural America? I loved it. That's one of the reasons why we took, so I have twins. They're almost 13 somehow. And we lived in Greenwood. We lived right kind of south of Greenwood. And, um we did not want to raise them there. We wanted to raise them in a rural area. We liked that lifestyle. We wanted to get into a little bit of um, that lifestyle of hobby farming. And so we picked this area to live in. That's cool. So I love it. Hobby yeah. farming. So what do you grow? <laughs> I don't, I'm not really great at like growing stuff. People are always like, how big of a garden do you have? And I'm like, well, I plant a big garden, but I don't have a green thumb. Um, so it kind of just hit or miss there. But we do raise meat birds. Oh, really? Um, meat goats, pigs. Oh, wow. My husband won't let me get cows. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, and so we do all of that. And then we do have hens that lay. And like I was telling you guys before the show, we're getting ready to put in a new batch in the incubator to raise some more baby chicks. So there we go. We do things like that. That's cool. 
Yeah, I've never got. Uh, I've I've never got far into doing anything like that ever. Mm-hmm. I know Randy has a garden. Where I'm growing, I am helping Randall's garden this year. Yeah, there you go. We're doubling up the garden. Well, if you want some fertilizer. Oh, oh, I'll, for oh, you. oh I'll, make a, some, I'll make some special tea for your garden. There we go. Cool. How many, um, did you say you have sheep? No, I don't have sheep. And in fact, we don't have a lot of animals right now, all other than the chickens, because we don't overwinter much. So we will start in the spring around this time and get those animals and then finish them out. And then they're butchered and in my freezer by the time the weather turns cold. So I'm actually hoping to add some sheep on this year, though. Because I like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, why would you need to borrow sheep I'm very curious <laughs> my dog's She's to work therapy oh okay yeah there you go <laughs> we'll, we'll see if I can hook you up what was the yoga therapy with the oh that's goats oh, that's goat. a goat yeah. 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 they had is, with uh, bunnies too they had yeah, with bunnies bunnies would be much better I had a goat break my rib one time <laughs> oh my god! so I'm like why would yeah. you want to do yoga in a field with goats that are going to climb all over you and kick you <laughs> that's not peaceful in my mind yeah no thank you right <laughs> well one I, I only tried yoga one time with my wife and uh, yeah it's not happening anymore <laughs> I've worked construction my whole life. That was worse. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was so sore. I didn't even know I had those muscles. It was awful. It's like, how did I pull those muscles? Yeah. How'd you, how do you pull a thumb muscle? <laughs> it's like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh well. Uh, so, what got you into politics in the first place? Oh my, that's a long question. Well, I was raised by parents who were involved in politics, and so around the uh, dining room table, that would be talked about. We were encouraged to participate in local government. And so, as I was telling him earlier, um, for years I've followed bills. I've had a voice. You know, I've called different legislators, things like that. Um, And a lot of that was really based in education or parental rights or protecting children, things like that, protecting the unborn, stuff like that. But over the last year because of the whole thing with the pandemic, I got really involved with medical freedom. Um, I'm a constitutional conservative, so I don't like seeing people's constitutional rights being infringed upon. And when you start shutting down things and creating mandates and telling people that they have to be um, vaccinated in order to keep their employment and things, that kind of triggered me. Right. So I got really involved in that. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think me and Randy believe in mandates. No. (laughs) I hope that most people don't believe in mandates. We shouldn't have our constitutional rights infringed upon, and mandates can be one way that they do that. Funny thing is, in Indiana, I don't think many people believe in that. But, I mean, you got the ones on the coast that do. I don't know, man. I've seen some Biden signs. <laughs> well. Back in back and during the election yeah, time. I, <laughs> I think one of the problems, though, is when you start looking at the mandates and how they were even received or treated here in Indiana, a lot of people thought that a mandate was a law. And even our own governor kind of put forth some language that was very disturbing about the way in which he would treat people who did not go along with that mandate. Really? And that's a very scary, slippery slope. In my yeah, opinion. well, I'm, the most thing I'm disappointed is me and Randy both worked during the pandemic. Yeah. And we didn't even get one of them little hero stickers for our shirt or nothing. <laughs> yeah, Neither did my husband. And he's considered, I think, um, a first responder because of the work that he does. And so, right. yeah. See, that's ridiculous. 
So even though it's been kind of had the kibosh put on at the federal level, the state level can still come in at some point and require it. Well, that's what we understand. And are you talk, are you referencing the mandates or are you talking about the vaccines? The mandates. There's a lot of gray area there, to be completely honest, Misty. But I think that there is a lot to be seen yet of what we're going to see happen in the future. I'm, I'm kind of working up, too, because um, you're being a little humble. Um, well, that, we, we appreciate it. Talk about, talk about the clinic that you're working at. Um, are, so are, do you mean the COVID clinics or do you mean the medical center I've opened? Both. Okay. Um, we can start with the COVID clinics. So last spring, I reached out to Dr. Daniel Stock, and uh, we had a long conversation. And in that initial conversation, the COVID uh, clinics were born. And the COVID clinics were um, a place where individuals could come and hear a lecture from Dr. Dan Stock about um, the COVID-19 disease process as well as current information that we had that was science-based about what was happening with people who were vaccinated and stuff that we were seeing. Um, After that lecture, they could then have a consultation with him, and if they chose to, they could seek um, a medical exemption to be exempt from the vaccine. Okay? So that was the COVID clinics. um, That's how I met Misty and Joel. (laughs) So we continue to do those for... Months and months. Sometimes we were doing at least two or three a month, and we were very busy. Helped a lot of people. People started coming from all over the nation, um, flying into these clinics because they needed help. Their children were being forced to be vaccinated to attend college. They were being forced to be vaccinated or they were going to lose their jobs, things like that. And so we helped with that. And then, um, when was it? December 4th, I ha- um, hosted the COVID um, summit here in Indianapolis, and that was with the Pandemic Health Alliance. So doctors like Dr. Urso, Dr. Gessling, Dr. McCullough, um, Dr. Malone. So all these doctors are part of the Pandemic Health Alliance. I know I'm forgetting several of them, so sorry. But we hosted them at a, a summit here in Indianapolis, and Scott Steigerwald came, and he spoke, and um, it was very, very sad. And he spoke about his son, Ryan, who was in the hospital with COVID. And Ryan was um, struggling, but he was improving. And um, he wanted to speak out about what he was seeing in the hospital and how they were treating him and how he was disappointed that they weren't giving him some of the, some of the protocols that we had seen were being very effective to treat COVID. So, um, unfortunately, um, something happened in the hospital and Ryan actually died. Oh, wow. Um, Yes, very, very tragic loss. And so Scott and I had a conversation after that, and he decided that his family wanted to help seed um, one of the first of its kind medical centers in the nation. And so this is a direct pay medical center. We don't accept any insurance. We have no influence for insurance companies or pharmaceutical companies. And we were able to treat patients as the doctor and the patient want to work together to be treated. Oh, that's and awesome. that's a, a new concept that's becoming very, very popular after the pandemic and where we've seen whether it's insurance companies or pharmaceutical companies dictate to the practitioner how to treat a patient. And all of that is removed in our medical center. Yeah. That's cool. That's how it used to be, though, like way back in the day. Yes, it did. You know, You're absolutely right. You, it was just you and your doctor. No pharmaceutical, no money, corporations. Mm-hmm. 
Things are a lot different for sure. Well, about uh, 2014, I think it was, is when we started to see that major shift, right? And we started seeing all these organizations start to take up all of these single practitioners and put them as part of their organization. And then when that happened, those organizations now can dictate to those practitioners how they practice medicine. Right. So everything started to change. And now we've seen it right in our faces in the pandemic. Right. Now, I'm not totally sure. Misty, you might know more about this. Is this the first ever uh, mandated vaccine ever in the history? Mm. Like, no. No? I, I think the word mandate is kind of like a loose term for that. I don't necessarily think they would have called it a mandate previously, but there have been other times in our history where I guess you could say it's been strongly encouraged. Right. It's never been forced from the federal level. Right. Never in the history. Never. It's always been at a state level. Okay. I was just curious. I, did, I wasn't absolutely for sure. Or, or maybe military only. And even at a state level, it would be a local area. Right. Like a, a local smallpox outbreak. And you would either get vaccination or you would be asked to leave or pay a fine. Right. You well, would I have think, an option. What cracks me up is like, uh, so the COVID vaccine or whatever, a lot of people that aren't getting it, a lot of people are calling them anti-vaxxers and all this <laughs> stuff or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, they have vaccines. They, I'm sure they have the polio, the measles, the mumps. What, chicken pox now? I mean, they didn't have that when I was a kid. I wish they would have because chicken pox is terrible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know how you can call people anti-vaxxers even though they have vaccines. They just don't want this one because it's strange. Right. Well, it's easier to throw everybody into that group, though, right, and put that tinfoil hat on them. Right. And then so they can be easily dismissed. People who don't want to receive the COVID vaccine, from what I've seen, the majority of them, it's because they've done their homework and there's been a check in their mentality, a concern. Because, I mean, let's be honest, folks, these vaccines have not been tested well. And we have piles and piles and piles of data that show vaccine harm. And in fact, one of the things our center is going to try to do, like a lot of these other centers, like what Pierre Corey is doing right now, Dr. Pierre Corey's started a whole program to help long haulers and help people that are victims of this vaccine. So we have plenty of proof to show that this vaccine is causing harm in human beings, and some of it is irreversible. Mm, terrible. And what I do think, we do, Randy? What have we done to ourselves? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I think it's important to say that they have changed the definition of vaccine. A vaccine oh, oh. is something. So on your question a second ago, um, Say smallpox, you didn't have to get a vaccine if you'd already had it. Right. Which is something that's new, too. Right. That's the same with chickenpox. Yeah. Right. So to get a vaccine, it's just they've never required the flu shot. It's not a vaccine. So, no, this is the first time. Well, when they started calling it a vaccine, I thought it was hilarious because it doesn't... it, it. it doesn't make something that you'll never get, like right. polio. You've never, heard, I've never heard anyone say flu vaccine. They say I'm going to get my flu shot. Right. So it'd be a shot. COVID shot, which me and Randy like to call COVID flu C. <laughs> we got A B, and now we have C, the new flu. <laughs> the 
they go back to all this like, <coughs> Supreme Court precedent, and the Supreme Court precedent is not even the same. It's where it's a local area. Um, it's at the state level, the state's requiring it, you know, or like the local areas requiring it, not right. the federal government. Yeah, this is, um, it's been a strange two years. Strangest since I've been here on this planet, <laughs> for sure. I'm kind of hoping that those last two years, now we're going to move on from it and um, maybe get some distance from it. But I don't know. You know, there's talk of another variant that's happening. And I know. Yeah, I B, whatever it's called. Well, yeah. B, A. B, 2, something, whatever. Uh, it's whatever. I mean, the good news is, is Fauci's completely off the grid. He's only doing, like, small <laughs> podcasts now. Right. So... You know, unless he comes back into the like White House press conferences, I think we're going to be okay, <laughs> okay as far as shutdowns yeah. and all that. I say good riddance <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah, he uh, strange man. Right. Yes, and he really loves to tote things that are not science based, and he's caused a lot of harm, and so has his organization. And that's Heather. Very he is science, he said. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, well, a person can say they are. That doesn't mean that they are, or they're making the decisions based on science. So he's definitely not making his uh, based on science, guaranteed. No, he's I making his based on whoever's telling him what to base it on. Either that or how he can line his pockets. I think. Right. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look and see how much money these pharmaceutical companies have made, the ones exactly. that have rolled out um, vaccines for COVID-19, right. if you follow the money, it's not hard to understand yeah, why I, they I, push these vaccines I think so hard. Moderna stock was, like, way down before this even started, and now it's, like, skyrocketed. Well, Fauci used to be CEO of Moderna. Okay. Back in the day. So we made some more millionaires possibly now yeah. become billionaires, billionaires, things like that. So follow the money. What the heck? Now we're in a war <laughs> and it shut down the COVID. Isn't that weird? <laughs> well, it's COVID's coming back. <laughs> it better not. Cause I'm not going to comply <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Anyhow. Well, I'm just saying I complied the first time. You know, me and you both did. Right. You know, it's more than an experiment. <laughs> yeah. Because we talked trash about the vaccine a lot on this podcast before we got it. And right. then we got it. And then we were like, now we can talk all the trash we want because right. we got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it just doesn't hurt us in the long run. Right, Randy? Hopefully. Good night. I hope so as well. <laughs> okay. So I've got a question for you, Heather. Okay, we'll see if I have so an answer. how have you been, like, it's not as much as around as it was, like, there for a while, but I think it's starting to try to creep its way back in, but, like, as far as, like, uh, cancel culture. Oh. <laughs> well, what, what part of that would you like for me to talk about? Okay, let's go with, okay, two subjects. One, taking cartoons away. Two, trying to take com comic, com like, comedians away. Well, I mean, we've seen that for quite a while, right? I mean, look at the cartoons that you and I used to watch, and now all of a sudden they're not politically correct, but then they're putting cartoons on the TV that have, you know, they're sexualizing everything. Right. And so why is one okay and why is the other one not? It's That's strange. An example. And then what was the second one? I'm sorry. Comedians. 
Well, I've never watched a ton of comedians, so explain to me what's happening on that one. Okay. So, like, uh, okay, we'll just say, uh, do you, have you ever watched Bill Burr? I'm sure I have, but I'm not great with names. Anyway, so, so he bashes everyone. He bashes men. He bashes women. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's he's on and on. But they... Yeah, they, and he's married. He's, he's married a, to a black woman, right. too. Mm-hmm. And, like, he he makes some racist jokes every once in a while. Now, like, everybody's, like, coming after him, trying to cancel him over being a, a sexist and a racist. So, it's... So, well, I mean, that's happening everywhere, though. Like, that, that lady, there was a character in The Mandalorian. Have you guys seen that at all? I don't know. She was, a, I think, a wrestler as well. I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. But um, she made a comment, and Disney just, like, you're gone. You don't exist anymore. You're off the show. I think the same thing happened with Roseanne Barr, even though right. I don't remember what she said. So maybe what she did say was off the cuff. But they're doing this everywhere. If you don't completely line up with what they want you to say or how you they want you to act, then they're going to try to make sure that you don't have a voice. Look what they did to Trump. Right. Look at what they're doing to a ton of these doctors who I was talking about with the Pandemic Health Alliance and stuff. Um, well, Trump so, was a sexist racist. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, well... I mean, so a, a prime example, um, Dr. Robert Malone, he's the creator, right. the inventor of the mRNA technology yes. for the vaccines, um, a brilliant scientist, brilliant man. And as soon as he started talking out against that being used in the COVID-19 vaccines, they tried to cancel him. They tried to do it with a bunch of the other ones, too. So that's another example, not just in the entertainment industry, but also in the scientific community. If you don't go along with their narrative, right. they're going to try to remove you as well. So it's whoever has the narrative in the paper. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. What's well, annoying? They took away Elmer Fudd's gun. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, He's not even Elmer Fudd now. And I mean, so like you're making a joke about that, right? And that is kind of like, why? Why would you do that? I don't understand. But it's gotten so extreme and so far out of whack that we have to fight to take back some of these things. We have to stand up and be a voice too against some of this nonsense that's happening in our culture. Right. Which one, I think, I think they took that out of cartoons and stuff and uh, Yosemite Sam took away his stuff um, because they want these kids to grow up in like uh, not seeing guns. Mm-hmm. So one day they can take away the, Second Amendment, and everybody would just be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we don't need guns." What's a? But then, if you watch the press conferences, they're sending and saying right on TV that they're sending uh, arms over to Ukraine for the farmers and the families and all this stuff to protect themselves. But same time, we we shouldn't have them. Strange. My husband and I talk about this, and obviously, I'm very much Second Amendment and um, and happy and. I'm happy that they actually uh, passed constitutional carry. And I think, what are we, the 24th state now to join that movement? But um, my husband and I have talked about this before. And from our research, and perhaps there's some that we have missed, but what has happened to any um, other country that has has, um, disarmed their citizens? How has that turned out for any of those citizens? Terrible. Exactly. Exactly. So what better way to make a society... Um, or a group of citizens more complacent than to remove their power yeah. to arm and protect yeah. themselves. What happened to Australia whenever during COVID? It, they yeah. were locked down 
Hardcore. Uh, Hardcore. Probably even worse than Canada, I would say. Well, maybe close. I think that both Canada and Australia have suffered horrible right. civil and social rights infringements upon them. And it's just, it's really appalling to watch and quite heartbreaking, to be honest. They basically have no voice. They have no rights. Their governments are ruling over them. My thing, too, is, so that did pass the constitutional carry thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have a question, because maybe you probably know more than I do about that law. I don't know about that, but. Is it anybody can carry openly, or can you carry concealed as well? Um, I have not read that um, new law entirely, so I, I can't answer all those questions for you, but okay. I just know that it now means that people will no longer need to um, request a licensing to carry their firearm. Okay. And yeah. so, like my husband and I, we have a- applied for that a long time ago. We had our license for concealed carry. Um, but yeah, I don't, I haven't read that whole thing entirely, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wasn't sure because I've had a couple people say, well, you don't even need a permit now to carry. And I'm like, yeah, you don't, but is that only for open carry or concealed both? Like I wasn't sure, which I'm not worried about. I, I think it applies to both, but you know, don't quote <clears throat> me on that. And, um, that is something that I will look into, but I believe that it just means that you no longer need to have a permit. See that? We can all carry I mean, rubber a- band guns as much as we want, Randy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I know in Kentucky when I was a kid, that was a thing. Down in Kentucky, you could carry as long as it was out. If it was out in the open, you could have a firearm, you know, in your vehicle or on you or whatever. Right. But it couldn't be concealed. And then they ended up like I don't know, maybe the '90s or 2000s or something like that, getting um, where you had uh, like concealed carry. Right. Permits and stuff. But so I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't looked into it either, really. And I'm assuming that felons still can't carry weapons. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. It's yeah. 21. <laughs> yeah. You have to be 21. 21 and non felon. Mm-hmm. There you go. For all you felons out there, don't be acting slick. I know we <laughs> talked that about this. not for you. <laughs> I, I know we talked about that before, but I remember uh, a friend of my son's, <laughs> he, was drive, he drove his truck to school and he had a bow. In the, in the on the he had a gun rack, but he had a bow on it. And yeah, they come out and searched his truck. <laughs> well, it's crazy because uh, people had their rifles in the gun racks when I was yeah, in school. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and it wasn't a big deal. I know. Now it's now it's like nuts. You're going to jail if you show up to school like that now. Yeah. Or a pocket knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more pocket knives. No more guns. That's just because of a bunch of bad apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Anyhow. <laughs> you guys are cracking me up. <laughs> so I got a, a few th- things I was wondering about. Um, okay, I'm not going to ask you to take a position or anything on anything. but Are I'm, you interested? Wait. No. What are you We're doing? not interested. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so I know a lot of states are talking about this, but nobody's done it yet. But do you think it's possible that Indiana might suspend their gas tax? Um, you know, like, you know, just for a little while or something, just suspend it. Well, 
I don't know if they will suspend it, but I do know that every time we talk to any legislators asking them about it, we keep getting the same response. Well, we're going to cover that next session, or we're probably going to cover that in the next couple sessions. So that's And that even happened this time where we reached out to some legislators, and um, I was told they were told the same thing. So this is like secondhand information. And I'm like, why? We have some of the highest gas taxes of, I think, pretty much all of our neighbors surrounding us. And we also have some of the highest um, sales tax of many of our neighbors. Yeah. So now would be a perfect time, I mean, to take a hold of that, make some changes, and give some Hoosiers yeah. some more change in their pockets. I just filed my taxes a while back, and um, well, I haven't mailed it in yet on the state, but uh, I, I, I got to pay them 400 and some dollars Wow, for state. But... Uh, Anyhow, well, just, you know, another thing too, like, so we're talking about taxes right now, but right, okay. our state has this wonderful surplus, you know, yeah, and I've been hearing different things that they're going to do. And, yeah. <laughs> and I've even heard of Biden's little idea of, oh, well, we're going to give you each family member a hundred bucks to help cover the <laughs> gas hike. I'm like, who does the math in the federal administration? I don't. I don't, I don't understand. Know. Been off for a while. Anyways, m- my hope and what I would like to do is per- put forth some legislation that would just change the gas tax and reduce our sales tax because it is higher than our neighbors. And why does it need to be that high? And I think Margaret Mengi, Mengi, I think I'm saying her name wrong. Sorry, Margaret. Um, she just did a great article and was talking about the fact that our, I think it was our um, taxes are actually, our gas tax is actually higher than, um, I think it was New York. Don't quote me on that. But, um, that just brings up a really interesting point. You know, why are those things so high here and our neighbors are so much lower? And that really would help Hoosiers in addition to that surplus being rolled out to us in a better right. fashion. Right. right. Well, um, uh, well, another thing is, okay, so uh, as far as taxes go, that's another point where I was going to get to is, okay, so like the wheel tax that we have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it started. <laughs> that one out, always takes my husband back. Yeah, it, it started out as twenty five dollars a vehicle, and now it's fifty dollars. So they doubled it, and um, anyhow, our roads are nowhere any closer to being any better than you know they were before. That's actually one of the biggest complaints that I've heard as I've been out door knocking, is the condition of the roads in our um, area. Right, and it is. I mean, it's a valid concern, and it doesn't seem like they're able to keep up with um, the amount of damage or need that we need to have fixed at all on our roads. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and then also on that point is it seems like once they implement a tax, like, uh, for example, uh, whenever they tax, I think they put on our property taxes when they built Summit Lake, or something like that, and they've never taken it off, even though it's been done for years. Right. And nothing, once they put it on there, it's just on there forever. That does seem to happen a lot from what I've seen. I don't know if it's across the board, but I have seen that and experienced that myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know it then. So, <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> so just, just I, saying. I also have a question about the gas and all that, right? Okay. So, I'm going to say his name right this time because we're trying to be really nice. <laughs> Buttigieg, right? Is right. that, is that yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. He's wanting to do the whole how many ever miles you drive to work tax thing. Yeah. 
Um, I'm never, sorry, I'm not. I'm not that? aware of this, so you'll you'll have to explain okay, to me what so what is his thought process. Who the judge is wanting to tax you on how far you drive a commute? It's going to be per a, mile. a mileage tax. A mileage tax. Oh, the mileage tax. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect but sense. Tax people more. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's mentioned and he's it. from here. Well, here's Indiana. The, well, the thing of it is, is the reason why he's doing that is because, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of people driving electric vehicles. Well, good for them. Vehicles now. And so they're not getting the gas tax out of it. So that's why they want to tax people for their mileage, because if they have electric vehicles, then, you know, they can get them that way. The number one producer of electric cars right now is saying that we need to start fracking. I know. And get more of them. <laughs> yeah. I just heard that, too. So that should be a big statement to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that should speak volumes and volumes and volumes. I think people are tired of being taxed to death. You know, the government continues to grow and grow and grow. And I don't appreciate that. I'm tired of the government overreach. I'm not for big government at all. And I'm a Tenth Amendment kind of girl. And I don't appreciate the taxation that I'm seeing. Um, ideas like that with taxing art. Can right. you come on? Stop. Just stop, please. Yeah. If I was going to do anything, I would run under... No payroll tax, no property tax. Yep, I agree. That just seems strange. Those are the two strangest taxes. You're sounding like my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd vote for you. (laughs) Or vote for him, or or for both of us. (laughs) Either one. (laughs) Go ahead, Randy. I know you had some more to get to. He's got something Uh, else on that list. I can see it. Let's see. Uh, No, we talked about constitutional carry. Uh, Oh, um, the wind power. So I am not for, um, wind farms at all. Right. Um, 20 years ago I was in Germany and they had them all over the place and it was a huge initiative and had been there for a while. And, um, have you guys ever seen what they do with the windmills when they're done using them? No, no. Oh, it's bad. It's about as bad as the lithium farms or the lithium mills. Um, so they just basically rip open a huge part of our earth, and then it's a shallow grave for those windmills, and then they cover oh, it back over it. with dirt. Uh, and wow. so to me, that's really alarming because there's really no other way to dispose of them. They're huge. and so Mass I've, graves for windmills. Uh, mass graves. And, yeah, and so I guess they don't last very long either. And I, I don't know everything there is to know about wind or solar energy. I don't. I've researched um, privately throughout the years and learned little bits here and there. But um, after I had gone to Germany, I came home because I was really curious because it, that wasn't something that you were seeing here a lot, especially not in Indiana 20 years ago. Right. Um, and 20 years ago, they were already seeing where there could potentially be harm to uh, livestock, livestock and humans, um, migraines, different people having different um, auditory issues and neurological issues and stuff like that. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, if this is – even 1% of this is possibly true that it could cause harm like this, then why are we going to be building these around where people are living? Right. That just doesn't make sense to me. Um, And so now I'm not for wind farms at all. Well, um, you know, at first, yeah, you see one. I I thought it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You see one. But my gosh, whenever you got, you get in there and there's like, you know, they're as far as you can see, uh, and then, then at night, the lights flash yeah. and all that. And mm-hmm. and my, actually, to 
to be honest with you, my my biggest well, my biggest problem with them is this freaking lights because we can't are already we can't see the stars like we used to. Yeah, I've heard people say that. And um, I mean, unless you go to you know a a really rural area like. Um, Rural, rural. Yes. <laughs> like, cool. like Colorado somewhere, <laughs> you know, then maybe you can see the stars like we used to. But when I was a kid, I remember seeing the Milky Way. I don't know. Right. Uh, so you need to go up to the UP of Michigan, right by the Canadian border. Right. You'll have quite the sight. Yeah, but you used to be able to see that here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember as, as a kid, I mean, I, we, I had a telescope. I was like super nerd. Okay. I'm like talking about myself here, but I was. I love that stuff. And um, I understand what you're saying completely. And then when we lived in Greenwood, my we so we moved here to Nice Home. My children were four, and they couldn't see the stars in Greenwood. We would drive them out into the country; you could yeah. still barely see. And so, right. just where we live in Nightstown, you can get a pretty good show, you know. Right. But it's not the same as when we went up to Michigan and we took the um, telescope, and it was it was beautiful. And there was right. a um, there was like a a meteor too, or an asteroid that was going by at that time too, and it, we got to see it. That was pretty, cool. pretty unique. So, Here's what I have to say about the windmills. Randy will agree. We went east of here not too long ago. Now, I am not a scientist or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure I know how wind works because of smoke. And usually my smoke goes in one direction if the wind's blowing. But on this side <laughs> of the road... scientific. Yeah. On this side of the road, the windmills were going clockwise. Then on this side of the road, they were going counterclockwise, weren't they, Randy? Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I thought, how are these things working on wind if they're both going opposite directions of each other? No sense. I just thought it was a strange observation. That would be pretty wild to see. You know? It was strange. I, that's what I told him when <laughs> we were driving. Were, I was yeah. like, what is going on here? I know. I remember you mentioned that. And then I, some I of them weren't even working. No, I know. Some of them were just <laughs> sitting still. Well, I think that's another thing, too, is I've heard that it's quite an expense to uh, put those farms up, like, a lot, and then they don't last very long. And so I don't know if that's true or not, but like I said, I've been out door knocking and talking to a bunch of people in this district and talking to a lot of farmers, too, and they're really concerned about how they're seeing this land being, their farmland being taken up or bought up. Um, to put things like solar or windmills. Right. So it's, I think it's a valid concern. I mean, right. we I get, either see vinyl villages, windmills, or solar farms eating up a ton of farmland in our communities, and at what point is it going to be too much? Right. Well, especially right now, because we're getting ready to go into uh, <coughs> it seems like a food shortage here soon. I hope not. Oh, yeah, I hope I not. not either. I'd be so bummed. But, you know, I did just go and spend uh, four fifty for a gallon of milk. So that was kind of unique Are you experience. Serious? Wow! So um, locally in Knightstown, it's like four fifty a gallon. Whoa! Wow! Mm-hmm. More than gas. I don't know. We don't drink that much milk anymore, but uh, you know we get it like half a gallon here and there. But I've got two teenagers. Well, I got you. Oh so, yeah, we, we go through the milk. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For there sure. you go. Now you can talk your husband into getting that cow. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It will happen. We used to have dairy goats, and he was like. We may do the dairy goats again, but we are never getting a cow. <laughs> He's got his foot down on that one. I bet cows are a lot of work, though. Maybe not one, though. 
I don't know if you had enough land, you know, pretty much they take care of themselves and except right. for if you're getting ready to, you know, send them to send them to slaughter. <laughs> then well, my gotta, neighbor has like, oh, what does he have? It's like over 80 acres. I'm so jealous. And he raises um, black Angus. Yeah. And so then he'll sell them off and people will buy them and they'll sell them or have them processed or whatever. And he's like, it's a lot of work. He's been like mentoring me and showing me some of the animal husbandry that you have to do with cattle. Right. And I've even helped like when some of them were born, one time I was out his field like two o'clock in the morning and the cow was being difficult, but um, it is a lot of work and it's commitment. And with having the dairy goats, I know that having an animal go through pregnancy and milking them and everything, it's no small task truly. So well, yeah, a big commitment. yeah, milking them. That's a different story. You got to do that every day, at least once a day, or yeah, they're not least, happy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be letting you know. Yeah, for sure. Just get those machines. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only dairy farm I've ever been to in my life. It was uh, one of my buddy's grandpa's owned a dairy farm. I went with them to help, and I didn't really do anything. They did it all. I just watched, but they just hooked up. Yeah, we machines. had one for our goats. You just. Pop it on there, and it does the work. And the goats didn't like it, though. They hated it. They tried to kick it <laughs> off. But it works, yeah, for sure. What else you got over there, Randy? Uh, a whole pad worth. No, no, we were talking about the, well, the we talked about the wind power, uh, and then I was talking to you earlier about the uh, pond at 3 and 70, but it's kind of in the same thing. Uh, I don't know. The only other... other the only other thing I got is, uh... <laughs> oh no, oh, he's boy. like looking at me with a grin. Yeah. Is it a bad one? The only thing left I got is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing, the only thing I have uh, jotted down here is, uh, uh, okay. Like I said, I'm not asking you to take any position on anything, but uh, do you think Indiana will ever legalize marijuana? Well, I don't know the future, so I don't know on that one. Um, and we'll, pro- we'll prob- probably be the last ones that does, probably. Yeah, I mean, we're a pretty conservative state. so And I know from what I've seen at the state house and from hearing you know, the buzz that you hear from different legislators, I don't really think that there is a lot of support for legalizing it at this point. Well, I'm sure there's not. Not that I know the heart or the voice of every legislator in our state house. Boy, do I wish I did. But I don't think there's a lot of support for it right now. I understand, I, but also gambling wasn't popular uh, in the 90s, and now we have casinos pretty much everywhere here. Yeah. So It's kind of like the alcohol thing. Yeah, and then, yeah, we couldn't, yeah, you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays forever until not that long ago. Right. I mean, I think, you know, and not knowing the future or anything, but because we are a pretty conservative state, I would think that that would probably be something that would come later. Just like the other things did, you know. I, right. I don't know if well, it will ever come quickly. Well, the only reason why I ask also, I mean, I know I told you I was going to ask this beforehand, but actually I just heard today that uh, the federal government's actually voting on um, making it legal. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, so I mean, if the federal government if the federal government does it, then we can you know go along with what yeah, the federal they, government they said, guidelines are. Yeah, but they would. They said it would still be up to the states. <laughs> of course, they did. <laughs> they love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm not going to get their hands totally dirty. Here's what. Here, okay, here's my point um, about it, and I, I'm not a um, consumer of it at all. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm yeah, not. Randy just smokes crack. <laughs> so did you get one of, what was it, Biden's pipes then, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, my, my thing is the tax revenue because all the states around us have some form of it already, and mm-hmm. then we don't. So we, you have people driving out of state to get it. and It's and trafficking. I'm just saying... Federal I'm, charge. I'm, I'm not saying it's legal. I'm just saying that I know that that happens. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that happening before, too. I mean, I think, honestly, it's just going to have to um, be dependent on what all the legislators decide, and it has to be a majority vote or if people put it forth to be voted on. Um, I do think that we'll be one of the later states to do it. I would encourage people, though, before they get too sold on that, to look into the other states who have legalized it and see how it's going for them right. with it being legalized. So Yeah, that's probably a good point. Productivity down. <laughs> well, and I mean, because, you know, like, I remember being Maybe. like a D.A.R.E. kid, you know? Like, do you guys remember the D.A.R.E. program? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. so, like, I love the, the police officer that came in, and I'm from a law enforcement family anyways, and so I remember him just saying and beating into our young minds that it can be a gateway drug. Right, that smoking right. pot can be a gateway drug, and so I don't know. I mean, I don't know all the science be- behind it, but I just want to make sure that we're making the best decisions for the constituents of the state and keeping Hoosiers as healthy as we can. So right. that's where my heart lies in that. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I have a I have a strange question. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what do you think about men transgendering to women and getting in sports? Um. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's happening in our society that's not only objectifying women, but also um, doing some things that are really taking um, privileges and rights away from them. And so that that whole thing that happened with the swimmer recently, yeah, and right, doing right. that. Have uh, you seen that, Randy? Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't. I don't agree with it. Um, the, that girl who, and I'm sorry, I don't remember their names, but the girl who actually had has won that, um, right. How must she feel? She's. I'm assuming that she's spent most of her life working towards these goals, right? right? All of a sudden to have an individual, um, I think he started transgendering it in 2019, um, come in and take that away. Yeah. I, so I don't agree it was with it. William Thomas. Thank you. Yeah, ranked that's right. Ranked 462nd <laughs> in men's swimming, transgendered into Leah Thomas, now ranked number one in women's swimming. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's upsetting. I mean, I, I just, I have a daughter. I actually, I, my, I have twins, so I have a boy and girl twin, and I just can't imagine my daughter working towards something and then just having someone take it away and be able to do that in the name of that. I, yeah, that's very unfortunate. I find it really strange I don't know. I just find it strange. Maybe I'm just too old-fashioned. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Well, I mean, boys and girls all have different strengths, right? And, we, yeah. and our bodies obviously are anatomically different. And so um, 
it's concerning to me, especially in that circumstance, that he was already a swimmer. Right. And then he... And terrible. And switched over. So, yeah, that whole circumstance is bothering Um, me. I guess my point would be, yeah, uh, it's... It's, okay, okay, so there was a thing with a fighter, right, in MMA. Right. And... Um, same kind of thing, and he, uh, well, he, she, uh, used to be he, really beat this woman to death, pretty much. Oh wow, I hadn't and heard about this. Anyhow, um, but the thing of it is, the other fighter didn't even know that they were transgender. Oh really? Yeah. So if they know, if the competitors know they're transgender. I don't know. Maybe that would be an option, or why don't they just start their own league? Well, that's what I'm. That that would be the best thing. I mean, I guess that could be an option, possibly. I, I don't know. I really don't know enough about that with the sports. We we're not really a sports family, but um, I do know that there was talk about that. Leah Tom, Thompson. Thomas. Or Thomas, sorry. Come on, um, man. Don't use my gosh. last name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know. Um, they were making reports that um, he was already like holding back or showing that he was not doing as well as he could possibly do um, just so that he could then finally start to win. So that just shows to me like a really, it's just not, it's not fair. No, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's a bizarre thing. I, I Men belong in men's sports and women belong in women's sports, I think. I mean, we have different in golf. Yeah. We have women's golf and men's golf, and that don't even have anything to do with anything because I know plenty of women that could smoke me on a golf course. Right. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. They have women's tees and they have men's tees. Right. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> we have things for a reason. Well, if you want to... I, well, I like girls or whatever. So, like growing up when I was in high school, there was no girls wrestling team. But we did have a girl wrestler on our team. Yeah. That was facing dudes. Right. And she was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember there was one when my son was in middle school that uh, was on the other team. It was a woman. Right. But what you wouldn't see... <laughs> when I was in high school, is a guy being a basketball, right. hardly anybody, and then going to the girls' team and being a star. You just wouldn't see that happening. Right. Wouldn't be allowed. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. I was out in the cold too much today. <laughs> My have the brutal. times have changed, Randy. Yeah. Oh, well. Misty, you got anything? Yeah, you're being awful quiet, Misty. I know, Misty. You've been quiet the whole show. <coughs> No, I think you guys have covered it all. Are you staying for the second part of the show, Misty? Mm, probably not. I'll leave so you can talk about me, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> so let me ask you guys. You guys live here. What are some things that you're wanting to see changed in our district? Roads. Roads, the big one. Yeah, it's probably the biggest one. Yeah. So I live in Nightstown, like I mentioned earlier. And when they were doing all that just delightful, fun stuff on 
um, the interstate. Right. Yeah. Did you guys see what happened to Highway 40? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I live kind of outside of town, like I said, and we would, my kids and I would sit there and we would just be sitting in the car waiting to try to pull out onto Highway 40 for several minutes. And now that all that traffic's come through and all that stuff, oh, gosh, there's just some spots on our roads that are horrible. And who knows when it will get fixed. That's my, my big thing. And yeah. I'm horrible with hitting potholes, it seems like. I am, too. I try to miss them, and I feel yeah. like I just right. nail it really good. Yeah, no. right. Yeah, my daughter used to drive to Indianapolis every day. Now she lives over there, so she doesn't have to drive. But, uh, yeah, there for a while, she couldn't take – she used to take 70, and then she uh, ended up having to, like, drive down, like, 234 to, you know, uh, that way instead to miss all of that. Yeah, it was really bad there for a while. And then it kept getting dragged on and on and on and on. We Nobody knew why it was taking so long to do this stuff. But I, I, my husband would get fr- so frustrated trying to commute back and forth and just dealing with the fact that he would have to spend 15 minutes trying to come in from, because he was coming in from Greenfield. Right. And he'd spend like 15 minutes just on 40 trying to get to our house, right. just stuck in traffic. Yeah. I'm like... Wow. It was really frustrating. Yeah, they took forever to do that. Yeah, I know. You said you went to Rushville one time, and you said it took you like 30 minutes to get between. Yeah, between uh, here, or three, three and, and down to 40. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I felt so bad, too, because like sometimes they would have, like I think, the sheriffs or just local police would come, and they'd be directing traffic. But I never saw that they changed the timers, it seemed like. And maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I missed it. But... Just the town of Knightstown, it didn't seem like they ever changed the timers on the lights. Right. And I'm like, why don't we do something? Because I would sit through lights is the right why I'm saying that. I would just be stuck there sitting through multiple light changes. So that kind of, I think there was several things that could have been handled a little bit better than that whole situation. Right. Yeah, I would say roads and taxes. Yeah, if we could work on that. Roads. But now, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I don't mind paying taxes as long as we're getting something for it. How about blowing grass in the road? That should be illegal. Or leaves. <laughs> I mean, that can be dangerous, right? Blowing for motorcycles grass. especially. Yeah, it yeah. can be really, really I know dangerous, my, really slippery. Yeah, I know. My wife's already got on to me about mowing. With oh, the, are you, you know, one of them that blow it into the road? I, I was until Damn. she got on to me and I started going the other way. <laughs> Going to get a ticket in the mail. <laughs> Although it doesn't usually last too long on my road. <laughs> yeah. It would be the same with mine. I get to spend three hours a week mowing, well, probably starting soon, until usually October or November. It's so much fun. Randy spends a whole week mowing. Yeah. <laughs> I mow. I, I pretty much mow all summer long. I it, it, Pretty much every, well, probably not every day, but I would say. Every time I call you, I'm I know. like, what are you doing? And you're like. Sorry, I was mowing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I would go as fast as I, we got a Husqvarna. My husband's always yelling at me. He's like, you're mowing too fast because I mow most of the time. And I'm like, hey, I'm doing it. I want to get it done. And he's like, but you're leaving tracks and it's all crooked. I'm like, do you want to do it yourself? <laughs> right. <laughs> you can. And then he stops complaining for like a month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. 
All right, so what do you got to say? Any foundations or anything you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, social media or anything? Sure, yeah. Um, so my website is www.heathercarry. My last name is spelled C-A-R-I-E dot com. People call me Carrie all the time. I have no idea why because that Heather's been up there for a really long time. Um, Facebook is Heather Carey for Indiana. Um, I think it's done. Uh, number 54 um and then i'm not huge on social media so i don't really have anything else on there um that i'm really promoting right now but the website's great it's um, sean shelby and evansville did it he's doing a wonderful job he's also running for state representative um so please vote for him if you're down there um but yeah that's what i have and then my foundation is cereal and dorothea's foundation for medical freedom i co-founded that with dr dan stock um, and we just did that to help promote and educate individuals for um, COVID-19 and make sure that they understood their freedoms and rights. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on and giving us your time today. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on, yep. giving me a voice. <laughs> well, you're helping us out as well. <laughs> and you are entitled to all those things on that table to take with you. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so, my, it's my goodies, huh? <coughs> hey, it's not much, but. That's I like to can't. Oh, it's oh barbecue sauce. How did you guys know I love barbecue? I actually didn't, but me and Randy made that ourselves. Thank you very much. <laughs> Little American I'm barbecue high, sauce. Gotta hide this from my family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy, are you ready to take a break? And All we'll right. come back and finish this shenanigan show. Uh, sure. <laughs> we'll see what happens when we come back. <laughs> right. Well, we appreciate Heather Carey coming on today. Misty, thank you for coming on, even though you were super quiet today. I should have brought Russia up. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I know it. No. Then I would have got you on one. I know you're going to do that, too, if I stay. So. <laughs> That's why she's heading now. I'll do that on another episode. Okay. <laughs> so I don't taint Heather. <laughs> thank you, Misty. All right, well, we'll be back. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Absolutely, thank Randy, you. Randy, Sean, we'll be back. We'll be back. And we're back. Yeah, that was a really good time with Heather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad she came on. That was cool. Yeah. Hopefully she wins in May. Hopefully. May 3rd, right? May 3rd, yep. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And she's willing to come back on, which is nice. Right. Nice and unusual. <laughs> well, that's for sure. As many of you know, during the first half, I didn't say one cuss word. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I behave myself. Right. Like a professional. Okay, anyway, did you, you see this trophy I got? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Best husband, huh? Best husband. Yeah, my wife bought it for me as a surprise gift when we went to Tennessee. 
she came and she gave it to me, and I was like, really? Huh. Must be done something right. I thought I was doing terrible, but I guess not. <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, any of you that live in the local area of where Heather Carey is going to be running, you need to run out and vote for her. Seems yeah. like a very knowledgeable, smart individual. And it seems like uh, she's a laid-back um, person as well. Right. She's just seems all for like, the people. Seems like she's on the right track, as far as we can tell. She seems like one of us. Yeah, for sure. And she also said, I don't know if she'd want me to say this, but I'm saying it anyway. She said off the air that she would never um, corrupt her values right? just to get in office, which I think is really awesome yeah it's kind of important anymore well yeah especially nowadays people do whatever it takes to get where they need to be cut throat everybody and oh well why yeah. and yeah as long as you can get a backing of um you know some kind of corporate thing or something and whatever i don't know I don't, it doesn't seem like she's going to be that way no. i don't you know I don't think so, anyway. No, I, I am very glad that she came on. No, I, I am really appreciative. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, I'm glad that she's willing to come back on. I'm hoping that she's going to win, and then she'll be able to come back on when she wins. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all we need is what? Roads? Yeah. You said taxes? Yeah. I, I thought you for sure you were going to say internet. <laughs> it's not I mean it's not a huge worry to me but I know you threw it out there that was uh, that was pretty, yeah. pretty good <laughs> when you threw it out I was thinking yeah well I never well I never really thought of it because I don't I don't know I just don't um, I don't think of that as a necessary thing it's not a necessity right, right? mm-hmm but it's nice to have. Right. Especially, um, well, I mean, especially for people like me and you, we live, like, really simple lives. Right. So it's nice to be able to turn something on and watch whatever you want to watch. Well, it's nice, if, especially, like, okay, for example. Or if right. you want to look something up or. Right. Um, like, during the um, lockdown. When we first got locked down in 2020, everybody was watching um, Tiger King, right? Mm -hmm. And I heard, you know, everybody was talking about it. It was, they were talking about it on the radio. They were talking about it on, you know, at work. You know, I, I had no idea because mm -hmm. I didn't, I couldn't watch it. Have you watched it though since then? Nope. Using your hotspot? Nope. No? Mm -mm. That's hilarious. No, actually, I've been, um, I've been binging on the, Breaking Bad, yeah, and that's good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good, but you got to start out at the beginning because if you go in the middle, it's you know. You oh yeah, you'll be lost. Yeah, you're lost. Anyhow, um, so I that's what I did originally when it was on. Actually, it was on TV. Uh, I can't remember what channel it was on, but uh, anyhow, it was on TV, and I remember I turned it on because people were talking about it back then. And I didn't 
I didn't have a clue what was going on. It seemed kind of boring to me, actually, at the time. But now watching the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's good. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I mean, I would... I would compare compare that to uh, Yellowstone, probably, as... Oh, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being... Um, I never did finish watching Breaking Bad, the seasons... But the reason I didn't, I believe this is my reason for it. So um, me and the mom who raised me, right? Uh When that came out, like that was our show. Right. So we watched it together every week. Like for a long, I mean, we got through several seasons, but then she passed away. Yeah. And then I just never went back to watching it. I thought it was weird. Yeah, that's kind of with me with, um, you know, we used to watch Walking Dead. Like, actually, uh, we used to have, like, uh, my sister and her husband over, you know, on Sundays to to watch Walking Dead and all that. Which, you know, it was pretty decent. I mean, it was pretty decent back then. But then in the later stages of it, yeah, I kind of, I kind of got away from it too. I, I mean, I think there's, I think it's still recording, or I think there's still some that's recorded on my DVR that I haven't watched. But anyhow, um, same kind of thing. Anyhow, what are you doing over there? I'm clicking buttons. Okay, okay, so, all right, let me just dive into this real quick, and we'll move on. But I finally found it. I was trying to find it last week, I think it was last week I was trying to find this, and I could not find it, could not find it. And I said what it was, but I'm sure there's naysayers out there like, nah, I don't think he's correct on this. But I am. I found it. Here's the video, you ready? Okay. Take a listen. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. But How? <laughs> yeah. Went to the moon in, what, the 60s? Yeah. And you're saying we can't go back there now because we don't have the technology? Right. In the... T- 2022 right <laughs> but elon musk has the things to put uh implants in yeah monkeys brains where they can play uh literally pog right pong pong is it pong they can play pong just using their minds right get out of here okay so i found another clip about this situation and I'm going to play this too because I thought this was funny. Now, I have no, I have no uh, solution. I guess did did we land on the moon? Did we did we not land on the moon? It was fake. I don't know. I don't care. Really, right. I just find it interesting. But here we go. I'm going to give you the opportunity to get the hell knocked out of you if you don't leave me alone. So why don't you just put the 
into the Neil record Armstrong. in the argument and put your hand on the Bible, <clears throat> swear to God you walked on the moon. Mr. Cyril, yeah. knowing you, that's probably a fake Bible. <laughs> well, you're talking to the wrong guy. Why don't you talk to the administrator in NASA? We're passengers. We're, we're guys going on a flight. I don't hit people, but you're going to be on the deck unless you get well, I'm the heading out. out. I appreciate it. Get the hell out of the house. It's okay. Well, I take your stuff and get the fuck out. Why don't you quote me and say it's bullshit? I'm in the shadows in a wrong place. I don't give a I don't give a damn about all that shit. Full of shit of lunar orbit being falsified, being falsified. Anyway, it's this guy. He he goes to these astronaut, um, I get you. like meet and greet places, and he's asking all them to put their hand on the Bible and swear they walked on the moon, and none of them will do it. Not one. Zero. Mm-hmm. I find that weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Either way. I'm just saying. Do like, I think we went to the moon? Yeah, I think we did. My own personal belief, but that's my own personal belief. I know it's up for interpretation. Yeah, I'm not saying anything conspiracy. Th- I mean, it is. it has been a conspiracy theory. Right. And I'm not saying that I believe we didn't go there or we did go there. I'm saying I don't know. That's where my stance is. I got you. Because if somebody stuck a Bible on my desk right now and said, swear, swear on the Bible that you like beer, I would be like, yeah, I like beer. All right. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) (laughs) You would think that they would put, you know what I mean? You would think that they'd just be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did walk on the moon. You would think. And then know. you would also think know, that the technology still exists. You would think so, too, yeah. I mean, how does something not exist anymore as far as technology? You know, technology has only gotten better. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> That'd be like tomorrow, somebody crumpling up something, burning it, and then being like, no more cell phones, we don't have the technology. Nobody knows how to do it. All right, moving on. Okay. I just wanted to play that because, like, I talked about it last week and I couldn't find the clip again. And then I did some deep searching and I finally found it. that dude saying, oh, yeah, I'd go to the moon. We just don't have it, the technology anymore. Right. I just thought that was funny and I strange. Know. I don't know. All right, moving on. Go ahead, Randy. You got anything else over there? All right, good night, people. Bye. No, <laughs> I don't kidding. really have much of anything else. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, it's gotten cold again. <laughs> it's awful. Hey, I went to Tennessee. I was in shorts and a t-shirt the whole time. Right. I got about halfway back to Indiana, and we stopped and got gas, and I got out, and I was like, what the hell is this? Right. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, I got distracted right there. Sorry for the silence. <laughs> um, it was uh, yeah. I, I got a strange message. I really don't have much of anything else. To My talk bad. About. Um, I got a few things. So, 
Um, this is funny, Randy. You ready? Okay. Because I said this at the beginning, and then we talked about it. Like some things were happening a little bit, and you brought it back up, and now I'm gonna bring it back up again. But as many as sixty percent of Russia missile strikes on Ukraine are failing to launch. Really? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I said, what's their life expectancy on these missiles? Right. Um, I also seen a clip where, which I remember him doing, Trump overhauled all our military stuff. Did he? Yeah, while he was in office. Okay, I didn't Um, know. But yeah, I said 60% of Russia's missile strikes are landing and not. I mean, they're not launching like they're supposed to, which I thought was hilarious. So it was like... Yeah, that's funny because of what you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like like I said, too. Like, it's like a firecracker. Yeah. Like, I found some old school... When I was a kid, I found some old school black cats, right? From, like, my uncle had when he was young. And I lit them, and nothing happened. Right. Yeah, you know, they're just old. Yeah. I think that's what's happening right now for them. Shit's just not working out. So if they did lock, launch a nuke bomb, it might just like shoot out and then blow themselves up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I don't think it would go off until, I don't know. There's some kind of, there's something on it. You can actually like say they can shoot them down and they don't actually you know, go, go off. off or whatever. Yeah, because it has to, I don't know, whatever it is, maybe there's some kind of timer or some kind of programming right. in there where it has to do a certain thing or something like that. Well, here's another thing, too, that I didn't know until um, I started, like, watching some videos and reading some articles about um, when we set off the nukes in Japan in World War Two, right? Right. Um did you know that they don't actually hit the ground and then explode? They explode above. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like I might have heard something about that a long time ago. It's been a while. Yeah, the one in I I I think it was the one in Nagasaki exploded five hundred feet above Nagasaki or whatever, hmm. and just yep. wiped it out. But that was dropped by a airplane, right? Correct. So. Yeah, we didn't have the like technology we had there now. Right. <clears throat> and then we got more crap, which I don't know why we're doing this. Uh, J- Japan approves agreement to host U.S. troops to strengthen the alliance. So now we're going to have troops in Japan. Um, I think that's just going to irritate China. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're doing these silly things, but I don't know. Um, this is this is the whole thing I've been talking about. You can only poke the bear so much until the bear bites you, right? I'm just saying. Well, bad thing is there's two bears. That's what I mean. Yeah. Now we're, we, yeah, at least we got two. two. At least two. Two big ones. Yeah, it's not good um, at all. And then NATO issues a China warning. So NATO issues a warning to China about their relationship and friendship with Russia. 
Do you think China cares? <laughs> no, probably not. China basically runs the world. Yeah. And anybody who wants to try to say they don't, you're just fooling yourself. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, they control most of the commerce around Yeah, this the world. isn't 1952 United States of America. You know what I mean? Right. We don't have shit over here anymore. We don't make cars. We don't have the economy we once had. We don't have... Uh, I mean, um, I just heard today on the radio that uh, two plants, two car plants in Indiana are going on a two-week suspension because they can't get the microchips. Right. From China. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this isn't a joke. I mean, we're yeah. in some shitty times. Yeah, definitely. And it's because we don't do anything here anymore. That's the whole bottom line. We do nothing here anymore. Yeah, well... I don't know. The thing about it is, I think we talked about it. Uh, we export some things, and then the funny thing is, is we import the exact same things back. Only yeah, like oil. Yeah, <laughs> not only that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, corn. Uh, I think I think they were even saying cars or something. So oh, I'm sure we export cars, but then we import. As many or more than we export. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not um, an economist or uh, I have no knowledge of why we do those things at all. Right. But I'm just saying to an average person like myself, it makes no sense. Yeah. Why would I drive a case of beer out to your house, drop it off? For you to drive me the same exact case of beer and drive it back to my house. <laughs> right. And drop it off. But when you drop it off, I owe you money. But you don't owe me anything for dropping yours off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I get what you're saying. And the only reason I always go to those, like, a, the beer analogy, right, it's what I get, you know. I, well, it's what I know, and I could also <laughs> use like other analogies too, which I've always used my entire life, like working life and everything. Um, I've always been like the type of person who's like, okay, if I want this, if I want this car, or I want um, this or that, I'm gonna have to work this many hours to get it. Yeah, is it worth it? Is it worth working this many hours to get it? And if it wasn't, I'd always just be like, I'm not getting that. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. it's the same way with, like, the economy right now. It's like we're just, like, spin, 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 print it, print it, print it. doesn't matter. Right. But. Well, that's a good way to probably look at things. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I always thought it was. It's like, okay, working an hour Okay, so let's just say beer again, right? I work an hour, I can get a case of beer. Is working an hour worth a case of beer? To me it is. Right. Right? Is working like 
eight or nine hours or uh, is working 30 hours to buy the newest PlayStation worth it? No. Hell no. Right. No thanks. I'm not going to spend $1,000 to get that crap. I did a lot of shit that week. Yeah. So I had to get the beer. Calm my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Yeah, that's uh, uh, a pretty good way to kind of try to compare things. Yeah, that's how I've always broke down my money. Is it worth my time getting? That's what it's always boiled down to me. Mm-hmm. You know, how many hours is it going to take me to work to get what I want? Is it worth it or not? Yeah, a lot of times it's been worth it, and a lot of times I've been like, I ain't <laughs> "Not happening." Yeah. Okay, you ready for this? What's that? We'll play a clip of Biden talking to soldiers, United States soldiers. Now, I want you to really pay attention to this people on his wording. Am I saying it could be a mishap on his part? Absolutely, because he does do a lot of mishaps when he's speaking. But I just find it, I find it strange. So here we go. We introduce the president of the United States. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Don't jump. You guys are used to jumping. Don't jump. I spent a lot of time in Ukraine when I was a senator and vice president. I've spoken to the Rada in the days when they, in fact, uh, didn't have what you'd call a democracy. And was there in the Madan when the former leader had to take off and head into Russia. And uh, so, you know, with the Ukrainian people, Ukrainian people have a lot of backbone. They have a lot of guts, and I'm sure you're observing it. And I don't mean just the military, which is we've been trained in since back when they uh, Russia moved into uh, in, in the southeast southeast um, Ukraine. But also the average citizen. Look at how they're stepping up. Look at how they're stepping up. And you're going to see when you're there. And you've... Did you hear that? I didn't get it. You're going to see when you're there. Oh. He's talking to U.S. troops that says we're not going to Ukraine. Oh, right. Okay, I got you. But here he goes again. Let me play it one more time. Stepping up. And you're going to see when you're there. You're going to see when you're there. Hmm. So does that mean we're going to Ukraine now? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I hope not. No, I hope not, too. (laughs) Let me ask you a question, Randy. Do you think the United States would survive a Russian and China war? Even with all of our allies? I don't think the world would survive it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think either. It would be nasty. Yeah. Yeah, un- unfathomable. That's what it would be. It would be something that you would only see. In, uh, okay, so me personally, I guess I don't want to say everybody because there's we have 
veterans and stuff like that here. But uh, to me personally, it, it'd be the only things you've ever seen in movies. Right. You know, mm-hmm. no food, war breaking out everywhere, people acting nuts. It wouldn't be good. No. This is why I think we should just mind our own business. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the greatest uh, thing that we can do for America and American citizens, regular citizens that live here? Stay out of things. Right. That is in our business. Do I feel bad for the Ukrainian people? Of course. Of course. For sure. I'm totally sad that they're getting bombed and they're getting invaded and all that. But it's not our business. Just like if we were getting bombed and invaded by whoever, Ukraine's not going to come over here and do a thing for us. Because one, they can't. Yeah, but what did um, what did Heather say? Did she say that uh, Ukraine actually exports more than we think? Russia. I thought she was saying Ukraine. No, Russia does. Well, I know Russia does. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said I brought up that list that time. Oh, okay. And read all that stuff off that list about... Which Vladimir Putin himself said he doesn't care about U.S. sanctioning him because the U.S. is... By doing that, it's just sanctioning themselves. Yeah. Which is true. <laughs> well, I guess he's sanct- uh, sanctioning us now. So Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I know he put a, a thing on uh, Jim Psaki, uh, Biden, like sanction, personal right. sanctions or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the personal sanctions, I mean, who really cares? But, you know. I mean, the longer this goes on, the longer or the worse things are going to get here. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, I heard. Um, funny thing is, is, I heard one of Biden's speeches back. What was it? Uh, when he was still a senator. Uh, it was pretty good, and he was talking about our involvement in, you know, like Iraq and Afghanistan and all that, and, you know, yeah, I don't know, just to compare it to today, it's totally different now. He's to totally turned the other page, you know, as far as his message right well I think it's funny that they already abandoned the build back better right and that was his whole thing yeah (laughs) that was going to be his major thing didn't work did it I just find it funny they can't even get all the democrats to vote for it (laughs) they can't can't even get their own shit together that's what drives me crazy (laughs) right I mean, uh, here, let's just listen to another clip real quick. Just because I find this funny, too. Every time she talks, okay? Now, I want everybody who hasn't heard this, I'm sure some of you have, for sure. How many times in this stupid little short speech, she says, 
the significance of the passage of time. Okay? Okay. Here we go. Hello, 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 hello. And it is good afternoon (laughs) that Josie actually highlighted in terms of the importance of this. Uh, The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right? The significance of the passage of time. Two. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children and what that means to the future of our nation depending on whether or not they have the resources they need to achieve their God-given talent. There you are, of course you are. (laughs) As we move forward, (laughs) a great president of your state. (laughs) President Biden and I, well, we've been working day in and day out to build an economy that works for working people. You have. That's why gas is four dollars a gallon, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what kills me. This person who was just talking has no idea what they're doing. The person above her has no idea what he's doing. It, I mean, um, you want to get blunt about it? Here's what. Here's, here's what it is. We're heading back to oh eight oh nine. That's where we're going. You think? Yeah, for sure. And guess who was in the White House then? Same guy that's in there now. Well, yeah. He He was was just in her position. Right. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah, it's it's a little odd, really, that uh, this stuff happens whenever, you know... Um, you know, so when, um, when Obama was president, uh, a lot of stuff happened and then, and then now a lot of stuff is going on again. I don't know. Just a little odd to me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You think Obama is actually behind this? Well, I know you said that before I I don't know. Well, you know, of course, nobody knows, but uh, I don't know. It's you mean you think he's running stuff? Is that what you mean? Yeah, right. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's even said like you know she slipped up and said like yeah, I know you know the Obama administration. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it odd. Um. I mean, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist at all, period. But history of history has told us our government are liars. Especially recently. Yeah, and they do things, and then they lie about it. And then when they get caught lying about it, and then they're like, oh, well, it's in the best interest of right. the United States. Like, like Fauci, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just like no, it's not. It's not the best interest. I'm pretty sure people nowadays 
the average person, I, I should say, um, is sophisticated and smart enough to understand if you have something to say to them. Right. Like, if they came out and said, okay, look, aliens are real. We've known aliens have been real since, you know, back during uh, 51 or 50s or whatever, yeah. Area 51 happened. Right. We've known since then. Yep, they are real. Da, 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 da. Everybody would be like, I knew it! Yeah. You know? <laughs> or everybody would be like, oh my God. I always thought that was just a joke. Right. And that would be it. People aren't going to go out and just flip shit. I think right. a lot of people are curious anyway, nowadays. Yeah, nowadays but they, they for sure. flip shit in 1950-whatever? Maybe. I don't know, yeah. The stuff was a lot more religious back then, too. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, so I th- I think that back then, yeah, it would have it would have crumbled a lot of people's lives to find out that there's a whole nother civilization somewhere out in the galaxy or the universe or whatever. I think it'd blow people's minds. But now, no, I don't think anything would blow anybody's minds. You got guys switching to women so they can win swimming (laughs) contests. We are beyond that point. Okay, I get what you're saying. We want to know. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot more information out there anymore. And a lot of people are more curious than they used to be. Well, maybe not more curious than they used to be, but they're, they have access to information, uh, you know, uh, better than they used to. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think, it would surprise anybody, whatever they said from the government, to be honest with you. No. Uh, because there's a lot of people already, like, you know, uh, there's a lot of people already, like, questioning stuff. I mean, you got to look for it, but it's out there. But, uh,. Anyhow, you know, just a lot of stuff, though, it seems like the people that are questioning stuff seems to come real. Yeah. uh, Eventually. Although I'm not saying aliens are real or not, but it doesn't matter to me either way, like you were saying. But anyhow... um, it's like the Doomsday Preppers when that show was on. Right. Everybody that wasn't a Doomsday Prepper was all like, <laughs> "Yeah, look at these nut jobs. Yeah, look at them preparing for some crazy thing to happen." Then coronavirus happens. Right. And then we're all like, eh, "These guys were maybe they were right." Than we were. <laughs> <laughs> because if you think about it, um, when that first came about the coronavirus. Uh-huh. Everyone was worried. Right. In one way or another. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially first, yeah. Right? So, you think the doomsday prepper people were worried? No. I don't. I think they were like, this is happening. Everybody knows the drill. Right. And we're doing this. (laughs) And then that was the end. That was like, everybody, they were fine. 
And we're up here running around like, are we still going to work? Are we, yeah. why is everything shutting down? What do you mean I can't get a Big Mac today? Oh my <laughs> God, help me. My life's over. <laughs> you can't go into Wendy's? Yeah. Can't go inside and sit down? Oh. You mean I got to go to McDonald's parking lot and get outside and do my homework? I'll sit in the parking lot, like Joe Biden said. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Use the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I think it is what it is, and it's going to continue to be is what it is until... Well, like uh, Heather was saying when she was on here, like she doesn't like big government and all that. I don't either. Right. It shouldn't be as big as it is now. Exactly. Yeah, we. As far as citizens, you know are what concerned. we should have got into that with her a little bit more. Like, like we talked before. So the government should be responsible for what? Um, national security. Okay. Yes, national security, cops, firemen, or Param- fire fire department, paramedics, um, paramedics, um, cops. Yeah, military, and um, and then like you know, taking care of our roads. Oh, well, that'd be local government, but right. anyhow, federal government. They uh, shouldn't have to do any, with anything. Right. See, that's what paranoids me the most is like when you get these people in there. <laughs> that's going to end up voting that like federal law is state law. And then there's no separation anymore. Because right now there's separation between federal and state. Right. Like, you can be like, it's federally legal to uh, shoot anybody you want and kill them because they, you didn't like them. But then the state can be like, well, not in this state. You'll go to prison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you do away with... If you do away with the separation, and church is supposed to be separate too. Yeah. That's the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole mandate thing, when like when it came out and everybody's trying to go to church and they were like, oh, we're going to arrest you, we're going to shoot you. It's totally unconstitutional. And anybody that got arrested or church that got shut down should have sued the shit out of the federal government and the state, and you'd have a, a 10 times bigger church right now. Guarantee it. Should have sued them. Yeah, I know um, I know that happened in in uh, Canada. I think I told you about that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You brought it up back when that happened, yeah. Yeah. But they don't have the same rights as we do. Well, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean... Uh, I I think I think when that happened though, everybody was just scared. Like you know, you're talking about the when it first started, the pandemic started. Right. Um, I think everybody was just scared, and they were just willing to. Well, to be honest, I think they ended up giving up some rights. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, maybe not permanently, but. Yeah. In the short term, anyhow. Well, see, that's, a, um, that's what also drives me nuts about um, people who live here in the United States 
and they're all hating this country and talk trash about it and all this stuff. And it's just like, well, then go live somewhere else for a while. Yeah. Go go to China. Nobody else can. Go to Canada. Go to Australia. Go to Mexico. You know. Yeah, they have rights, but not like we do. Right. Um. Yeah, I think. I think I heard that uh, anybody they ask that starts talking about about the United States or whatever, and uh, um, and then somebody says, "Okay, where where else do you want to live?" and they have no answer. Yeah, because there is nowhere. Right. I'm not saying that we are the best ever. Right. But we're the best that is. Yeah. That's just the fact. Well, you played that clip, I think, last week. Yeah. And that was actually pretty decent. I mean... It's eye-opening is what it is. Yeah, it was... uh, used to be the best. Right. As far as a whole country. Now we're not. But we could be again. But we have to get there, and we're not going to get there the way we're going. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of effort to get back to where we were. Americans are lazy. I, I think I think more than anything, um, I would say most Americans aren't necessarily lazy. They're just greedy. I mean, they might be greedy, but they're also lazy. There's a lot of lazy American people out there, which um, Heather pointed out about, like, uh, living on government assistance your whole life and all Mm -hmm. that. Right. It's laziness. Yeah. Why do you want to do that? You can't... Here's my thing. You can't be lazy, okay? This is the whole socialist thing, too. You can't be lazy your whole life. Watch somebody next to you get what they want because they work for it forever and then right. be mad at them because they have more than you do. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> happens. That happens a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, okay, like, for example, we started this podcast uh, about a year and a half ago, right? Right. Okay, we're doing... We're, I mean, we're not famous or anything at anything like, you know, we're not Joe Rogan or somebody by any means. Right. But, but then that's like somebody else starting a podcast that we know. And then they don't have any listeners other than just their little tiny area. Or they might have like 20 listeners or something. And then they're pissed off at us because we have more. Right. Well, that's not fair. You can't be mad at people because they succeed. I'm glad for people when they succeed. Yeah, me too. I mean, actually, yeah, you should... um, I would say probably um, celebrate those people. Or not. maybe not celebrate them, but, you know, just, you know, yeah, good job, you know, whatever. Um, Just... uh, yeah, you figured it out. You figured it out better than I did, dude. Right. <laughs> or, I actually uh I watched ma'am. this yeah. <laughs> I watched this video the other day 
And this guy was like, um, I'm a Marxist. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And they were, like, they were like, so you don't believe in capitalism at all? And he's like, no, not at all. I'm a Marxist or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, you do realize that the shirt you were made by was made by capitalists. And the shorts you have on were made by capitalists. And the shoes you have on were made by capitalists. And the only reason you had the freedom to do all that is because of capitalism. <laughs> right. And he was like, um, well, uh, um, uh, well, um, mm, uh. He didn't strip down? <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? That's what makes me mad about these people that's like, they talk shit, but yet they still enjoy all these freedoms that they have. I know. You know what I mean? It's just. It's, Cut off the freedoms. I know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just that, um. I don't know. I, I think the younger people just haven't had a taste of hard times yet. And well, it's coming. I, I, yeah, it's coming. That's for it's sure. coming like a fucking fist from God. Oh, you're cussing now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying it is for these young people in their twenty, like uh, mid to early twenties. Oh, it's coming. It's gonna come. And if you don't have parents that are willing. That are going to be willing to let you move home and help you out. You're going to get a fistful of realization really freaking quickly. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. When you can't afford gas to get to work. You can't even afford to work your job because it doesn't pay enough. Yeah, it doesn't pay enough to pay for your rent and your gas. Right. Here it comes. I'm telling you, it's coming. Oh, I'm... And it's going to be a disaster for these youngers, young people. Um, I'm, I'm worried about that, so I hope it doesn't. But, yeah, you're probably right there. You know, which <laughs> I'm... We do have young young listeners on the show, and I'm telling you, I'm sure you're like, Sean's a dick, Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean's an idiot, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. I was in my mid-twenties when the last recession hit. It was terrible. Awful. I had to leave where I lived. I had to move back home. And I had a kid at the time. Now, I was working. Even though uh, even though the recession was happening, I was working, but I was working for myself and I was working for a guy that I happened to know personally that owned a whole bunch of rental houses. And he was paying me to go and repaint all the inside of these rental houses. Okay. And I did that for dirt shit cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was doing. Now, how many people are going to leave their current job now and go work for dirt shit cheap just so they can, like, get by? Nobody. Because everybody that's young now thinks they're entitled to something. Well, I don't know. If they have to, that's what they got to do. But, I don't know. We'll see. Like you said, hard times make hard people. Right. I I just think it's going to wake up a bunch of young people. What's coming. Yeah. It's going to wake them up and be like, holy wow. Is this how it really is? See, when it's what, not good? 
<laughs> the funny thing is, see, I I grew up and I wasn't too well off, you know, growing up. But uh, uh, my grandparents, I had, well, the funny thing is, is one one set of grandparents on one side, they lived really, you know, simple lives, right. My other grandparents on the other side, they were kind of, um, at one point they were, they had a lot of money and stuff and they went and traveled and everything. And, um, anyhow, um, I remember, uh, talking to my grandpa, my, on the, on the one side that it was living a more simple life. I mean, he had plenty of money, but he didn't, uh, I mean, he just didn't, he didn't show it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And anyhow, um, I remember talking to him and he was telling me that my sister, which she's a little older than me, well, like 10 years older than me, uh, he said whenever she was a kid one time, um, she told him that, um, you know, her other grandpa was rich. Right. And he goes, he said to her, which is, this is him telling me this stuff, but uh, he said to her, he said, well, I'm rich too. He said, I'm just rich because I got family and the land, right. you know, you know, you're, you're my as, house. Right. You know, right. You're as rich as, what you think you are. Right. What do you value? Do you value money mm-hmm. or do you value your kids and your family and your friends? Right. Some super rich. Right. Super, super rich when it comes to family, friends. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't trade any of that for any amount of money ever. Exactly. No way. So, yeah, that's how you got to look at it, I guess. I would rather live the life I have than have the money Jeff Bezos has and have no one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't have anybody. You don't have no friends. You have no family. I'm just saying, if you had to trade your friends, your <laughs> Did, family, and all that. Right. You see Bezos, he, he kind of he got a little jacked, I think. He's a... And he's got, he's got like this... Hot woman or something that yeah. he's running around with, and he's well, that's got, what you can do, man. When you're a billionaire, yacht. yeah, he's got this super yacht that <laughs> they have to tear a bridge down to get out of the harbor. Anyhow, um, yeah, it's pretty classic. But I mean, yeah, I would it be nice to have that money? Uh, yes, it'd be nice to have it for a while, but I'm sure you'd get tired of it pretty quick. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think I would get tired of having the money. <laughs> um, I think I would. I think of that. I would I, honestly like. I would pick a select group of people, right? If I was that rich. Um, besides my like household family, like my wife, my kids, or whatever, I'd pick a you know select few. Pay them a a decent amount of wage, right? You know, basically. But we all live together, and we all hang out, and like we go to trips together, and we do the stuff. That's what I would do with my money, I think. Like all you have to do is hang out with me, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, have whatever you want. I'll pay you 
two hundred grand a year to hang out with me. Yeah, if you were that rich. Because I can. Yeah. Would you turn that down? If I was Jeff Bezos rich and I said, Look, I'll pay you two hundred grand, I'll pay your wife two hundred grand. If you guys want to just like come hang out with us and all you have to basically do is like hang out, um, you know, clean up after yourselves. If we go on a trip, you don't have to pay for anything. But like if we want like one night to ourselves, are you willing to watch the kids for one night? Would you do it? Well, yeah. Bam. I mean, See? yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. But uh and we're also friends. So I could trust you with my helps. kids, you that know helps. what I mean, versus <laughs> yeah. like, you know, some <laughs> damn stranger. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, um, yeah, that would, that would be all right. I mean, you know, I know you could, I mean, yeah, money's great, I guess, but, uh, I mean, I don't think it's everything is what I was getting at. No, definitely not. Money's the root of all evil. (laughs) Right. And truly is. That's what they say. Changes people. Yeah. If certain people get... A bunch of money. Change them. It's very strange. But it is what it is. Right. All right. Are you done? I'm done. I'm done too. Anyway, shout out time. Okay. Okay, We're giving a shout out to Tennessee Homemade Wines. If you're ever in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, make sure you stop by Tennessee Homemade Wines. And make sure you ask for Kathleen. Okay? Okay. Get that? Kathleen. Kathleen. Ask for Kathleen. And they even sell stuff on online. So you can look them up online, too. Um, I'm not going to lie. Their, their wine is good as shit. <laughs> I mean, it is really good. And... uh Trust me, I'm not going to promote anything that I don't like. I'm, I would never promote on this show at all. Never. Glad you enjoyed it. Because um, me and my wife went down a few years ago to Brownsburg, or sorry, Brown County, Indiana. Mm-hmm. We went to a winery there, which is supposed to be like some kind of like famous fucking place or whatever. No, it's disgusting. Really? Yeah, if you like drinking flower juice, more power to you, okay? If you like drinking perfume, great. I guess you're just one of those weird people, like an IPA person, basically, for beer. You know what I mean? Like, congratulations, you like flower wine. You like drinking rose petal wine. Good for you. This stuff is amazing. Fruity, blueberry, blackberry... I mean, they got it all. Cool. Anyway, don't forget, Kathleen. Very nice young lady. So, we're going to end the show. Thanks right. again to Heather Carey coming on the yes, show today. definitely. Thanks to her. Much appreciated. Um, Misty as well, even though she was over there, Captain Quiet tonight. Right. It's okay. <laughs> She'll be back on. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't... Uh... Mess her up with the second half here, but I don't think so. No, we're just we're just being us now, right? 
Which hasn't been bad either. I haven't done anything too nuts. Right. <laughs> I've cussed a few times, I guess. Yeah. But that's going to happen. You people that enjoy this show every week, you know that's going to happen. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, we do appreciate everybody listening everywhere that listens to us, especially here, Indiana people, Hoosiers. Yeah. Thank you for uh, tuning in every week. But we are going to shut this show down. Are you going to shout out to anybody else? Or Oh, you want me to? I can't. I thought you was going to. Oh, I will. I'll shout out to everybody. United States. Ow, ow. United Kingdom, Germany, Singapore, India, Canada, Thailand, Jamaica, Poland. Poland. Let us know how you're doing over there, okay? Yeah, no Seriously. Seriously, we put that out there last time. Yeah, I know. Nobody wrote in. Yeah, don't. Please write in. Philippines, Australia, Belgium, Norway, Indonesia, Italy, Israel, Uruguay, Japan, Taiwan. How's Taiwan doing, too? I want to yeah, know. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, we're hearing people. some crazy things from the state side, so we would like to know what's going on on your side. And then Hungary. Which I haven't heard anything in the news about Hungary, so the only thing I heard was uh well, a lot of the Ukrainians were going to Poland, but some of them went to Hungary. Oh really? That's the only thing I heard about. So it. let's know what's going on in Hungary as well with the refugees. So right. Yeah, we appreciate every week you guys listening to us. We know that we're full of crap and you I right. think you know that as well. Definitely. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening anyway. Um, if you want to hit us up on Facebook, just go to Facebook and type in at Rule America Podcast. Or uh, I recently got a request back to our old email, which I we're getting ready to start a new email, but this is the old email Sean and, which and is spelled out A N D, Randy1234 at yahoo.com. So if you want to hit us up on there, too, you're more than welcome. I check that thing all the time. So we appreciate you guys all listening. And thanks again to Heather Carey for coming on and talking with us. Yeah, definitely. It's an impressive show, actually. Uh, she had a lot of good views, a lot of good points. Um, yeah. Appreciate yeah, that. I thought it was pretty good. So, you know how it is, party people that listen to the show every week. We will hit you up next week. Don't be scared. Who's scared? America. No. <laughs> Don't be scared, America. Especially rural America. <laughs> I don't think rural America's scared. Might no. be the rest of it. We've got know. all kinds of rubber band guns. <laughs> <and> right. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate it. Randy. Sean. I love you. I love you, too. We will see you guys next week. Good night. <laughs>